Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Let us turn our Bibles to Luke 14. Luke 14, 15 to 24. The title of my message is Anakazi. Luke 14, 15 to 24. Our church must grow. Hallelujah. Jesus expects his church to grow. And one of the ways for church to grow is Anakazi. Somebody shout Anakazi. By Luke 14, 15 to 24, Jesus said that when one of them that sat at me to him had these things, he said to him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. That's verse 15. 16 says, Then Jesus said to him, A certain man made a great supper. Now take note of the word supper. Supper. So it wasn't breakfast. It wasn't lunch. It was supper. So take note of the word supper. Certain great man gave a great supper and invited many people. He invited many people. The people he invited would be people that he knew. People of his standard. People of his class. He invited them. Now remember Jesus was talking about the kingdom. And somebody has said to him, how beautiful it will be and blessed are those that will eat bread or food in the kingdom. And based on the kingdom, he started teaching us a lesson about the kingdom. And most of the time, Jesus had used parables to teach us about how the kingdom operates. So kingdoms operate differently by kingdom laws. There are, anytime you see a kingdom, there are special rules that govern the kingdom. And there are ways in which the kingdom is maintained by certain strategies and methods. And so Jesus was teaching about the kingdom and he says that the kingdom is like a certain man that organized a great party, a supper, and invited many people and sent his servant at supper time. Take note again, supper time. I'm asking you to take note of this because of some explanation I'm going to give to you. Please, let's go back at supper time. Supper time. He sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are not ready. He's talking about the kingdom. That we must say to people that they should come for everything necessary for salvation is ready. Everything necessary for life is ready. And the Bible says as he sent the servant, but those who who were invited, began to say with one accord to give excuses. Take note of the word excuses. Sometimes we don't go out to invite people to the kingdom because we accept the excuses that people give. Or we ourselves give excuses and then we also listen to the excuses of people. But if the kingdom of God, which is the church, must grow, I want you to understand that excuses will not be accepted. Excuses must not be accepted 
either from us or from the people we are trying to bring to the kingdom. Are you here? Now, the Bible says, but they all with one accord began to make excuses. They began to make excuses. Excuses are created and manufactured. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground or land, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another also said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. The third one, still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Hey. Verse 21. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets. Hallelujah. Underline the word streets. And the lanes. Do you have some streets around where you live? When you are making your way to work, do you see some streets and some lanes? of the city, and bring in here the poor, and the maid, and the lame, and the blind. Take note of that. The poor, the maid, the lame, and the blind. These are not people that were originally invited. But when others who must come fail, God will call for everyone. He will call for any other person. We must not look for those that look like us alone. When those who look like us give us excuses, we must still go and bring for the house to be full. So we must bring in the blind, the lame, every other person, those of your class and those below your class. Every other human being must be brought to the house. And look at the purpose of the master. And he says, and the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. Amen. So they went out there that night and brought everyone they saw, cripples, everyone, just to fill the house. And then the master was told that I have brought all those people you said, but there is still room. We need to announce to the world there is still room at the cross. Hallelujah. There is still room at the cross. There are still more unsaved people than those who are saved. Then the master said to him, go out into the highways. So we've started off with the lanes and the streets. Now we have been told that we should go to the highways, not only the highways, but to the hedges, the alleyways, the corners, everywhere, and compel, the word compel, underline the word compel, the word compel, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Now the master here is the Lord himself. Amen. The Lord himself is the Lord himself. Remember, this is a parable. So the Lord himself is the master here. And he's sending his servants, the prophets, the apostles, us, to go and bring people that his house may be filled. Amen. So when we look around and see empty chairs, all those must be filled. Because as far as God is concerned, that is not the standard. The house must be filled. The house must be full of people. Every church must be full of people. And there must still be room. That is why you have first, second, third, fourth services. There must be room. And the Bible says that the master there is the Lord. The servants are us. 
the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, and the people of God. They are the servants. They have to go and bring this before you. And when there is still room, he says you must go and compel. The Greek word used for compel is the word anakazo. A-N-A-G-K-A-Z-O. A-N-A-G-K-A-Z-O. To compel. What does the word compel mean to you? What does it mean? Oh, let me hear you. Compel. To compel someone to do something. Force. Force. Force someone. What else? Force someone to do something. What other word can we use? Persuade. 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 So we must compel, force, persuade to come in. They must come in by force. Amen. This thing is life and death, and we can't be we can't be diplomatic about it. it. It doesn't grow the kingdom. It is by force. It says, go and compel them to come in. Can you imagine you receive such an instruction? Go and compel people and bring them to the house. Go and compel them. That means go and force them in. Bring them by all means. By all form of persuasion. What other synonyms do we have? You see, when you are reading your Bible, until, until you are able to break the words you see down, you will not understand what you are reading. Press. Push. Convince. Edge. Edge them. Press them. Pressure. Hey. These are the words. And that's exactly what Anakazu is. Come again. Coerce. Coerce. The master said to himself, go out, and that's exactly what the Lord is saying. We must go out and coerce people into the church, into the kingdom. We must force them in. We must compel them in. We must persuade them to come in. That means that you don't stop. Now, in the process of doing that, did we finish? What's verse 24 saying? For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Remember, this is a parable. Jesus is speaking here. And I want you to understand that the people who gave excuses or rejected the message, the invitation, were, were typifies the Jews first to whom the gospel was sent. And they rejected it. And that is why others beyond them are now being called to come in. Whatever be the case, the house must be full. And by, must be full. And that is exactly the same principle for church growth. If we all desire our church to grow, I want you to know prayer has its parts. Prayer will dismantle the powers of darkness and the entities of darkness that control the mindset of people. But after that has been done, there must be ground troops going in to take the territory. Every soul you see is a territory that must be brought into the house. So our church will not grow by wishful thinking, by just wishing and desiring that people will come in. Every church you have seen that have increased in numbers and growth, the people inside got a revelation of the instruction and decided to go out shamelessly to compel people to come in. Can you imagine you are that servant? 
Now you go out now on the street, you go and get cripples, poor people. Oh, what, what, what an amazing bunch of party goers. Cripples, poor, blind. After they have all been brought to the high table of such a rich man, they said there's still room. Now servant was asked to go, get to the streets, get to the highway, stop every car you see, and tell them they should come to a party. Say, is it my fault? I say, yes, you are coming. Is it my fault? Say, compel them if you are not coming, then don't come to the house again. I say, servant, go and get it done. And that's exactly what the Lord is saying. I've come to realize that when we begin to allow excuses from the people we are supposed to bring, that servant would not have brought anybody in. Because all of them could have given good excuses. And then when we ourselves are ashamed to go out, because it's not a very easy thing to do, to go and compel people, why well, is it by force? Yes, it's by force. You must be born again. You must be saved. Jesus died for you. And you see, people don't know that they need salvation until someone presses them and brings them in. And that's the attitude we need to adopt if our church will grow. Because this is the principle of the word of God. It's gentility will never bring a soul to Christ. Never. Never. Timid Christians will never grow a church. It's not even a cell meeting. None of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. That means that all those people that were first given the opportunity and they rejected with the excuses. And I want you to know that when you walk with the Akazo mindset, you don't accept excuses. The soul of the person is so crucial. And remember, excuses that people make, they are all weak excuses. They are inexcusable excuses. And you must not just accept it. People can give excuses for not listening to you, but you must press on. I've seen people get saved after someone went the extra mile to press on them, and then they, 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 they finally come to Christ. We have done dumb broadcasts at places, at, at campuses, where they, where we know that there are some stubborn girls in that all-female hall. They are not going to this, but we were there. They kept on shouting, morning after the knock on their doors. Eventually, most of them became all Because there must be that persistence that is what wins souls. And we must be hardened to do so. Now, if we look back at the excuses that were provided, a Christian with an arakazo mindset, compelling mindset, does not accept no, does not accept excuses. You have to make sure that you will, you will break through that excuse because they are just making it to prevent them from coming to church. And if you look back at the excuses, the three excuses provided, they were all Sanquas excuses. The first, remember, it is taking place in the night. The party is in the night. And then he says, he said he has bought a piece of land. Who is best land at night? Who is best land at night? I guess it's daytime. Before you can see it. Oh, what kind of light do you have to go and look at? New land at night. So he has the excuse. The next one also said he has bought donkeys. He's going to test them at night. 
using the word. Then the third one is a remind the word. At least if you are the word, is it not dinner that is better for newlywed word couples to go out that night for dinner? What kind of excuse do you use this one? Are you here? So if you look at all these excuses that people provide, they are not excuses that must excuse them from their salvation. Amen. And every believer, especially if you are in this house, that determines and desires that our church will grow. It is the will of God for the church to grow. But the people in the house of God must now have an attitude that must bring growth. Amen. And that attitude is to be a forceful soul winner in Jesus' name. Amen. So overcome the excuses that people provide. Because one of the things that must drive you to win souls is the reality of hell and the reality of heaven. See, sometimes, because, you know, some of you, some of us, and in many people's lives, occasionally, we hear that someone has died. That is, when it concerns you, then occasionally you are hearing that it happens occasionally. Occasionally, that someone has died. At least one thing is constant in the family. 99.9% of the death in our family has taken place on the same day. But for the other of things, but you see, I'm saying that when things happen occasionally, you don't see the relevance of the message I'm teaching you tonight. But if you have worked in the mortuary and have stood in the front, gate of a mortuary as part of your duty. Because every death that comes in, you must certify. You must certify. You find out that people die every minute in the city. Every minute. Every minute. Wherever I have worked, I have seen death happening every time people die. Every time people die. Either they are bringing them from the world, for most of the time, the, the, the focus of what I'm teaching is not, not the one one, but I'm talking about daily, those ones that fall under what we call corona cases, those ones that they die at home. Many, every time, almost every, every 10 minutes, there's a car that pulls up. And because you, you are not seeing it, so we don't see the picture, but I keep asking myself, hey, another one, that they come and call you, sir, please, and then you go again. You just go finish, try to, then you come back again, another one. And you have to be doing that. You ask yourself, hey, so people have been dying like that. Because if I'm counting like every 10 minutes, I'm going back. Every 10 minutes, you are going back. Then when they died and they were bringing them, it, it can be equated to every minute. And they are bringing them from somebody they are talking to yesterday, where he is falling out there. He says that work and then he collapsed and he died. And they are driving all this one scheme. And it's daily you are seeing this and you ask yourself, daily people are dying. And are we doing to widen the door of life for such people? Please, this is the work of the church. All the other ones, they are inside the earth, but the main work is the main work. And we must compel people to receive Christ. And we must 
invite them to church. Hallelujah. He says, go and compel them. Bring them in. Remember, when people rejected, their master became angry and said, look, they can reject it, but I still want people to come. We, we as servants, did you realize the servant was not given room to rest? That because some people were provided excuses so that their house should be half empty. He was told, go back there. There are still people on the streets. There are still people on the alleyways. There are still people in the byways. There are still people at the hedges. There are still people on the on the motorway. There are still people in the community. Go back there. The servant was asked to go back there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, the Lord is saying to us, go back there. Somebody may provide excuses, but it must not stop our outreach drive. We must go back there. And we must do so shamelessly and fearlessly. That's exactly that servant. He was commanded to go. He has to go. If I is not happy, he may not be happy with the assignment because it may sound and appear embarrassing, but that is the assignment. He was supposed to go and speak to some people and eventually convince them to bring them to a party. Most of the people we are going to witness to, they don't want to come to God's party. But we must have words to convince them, and we must have an attitude that makes them see this is urgent. When we approach it as if, oh, anyway, you may come. As if there's nothing at stake. But there's life at stake here. And death. All those people in the
Amen. Hallelujah. And the, and the process, and the process of anakazon invitation is what we call biazo and anadia. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. May the Holy Spirit stand up a fresh revival in your spirit. Amen. People are dying for people. They are going to hell. The Master's voice is sounding through the powerful we read. He said he got angry that the people are rejecting his message, but he was not accepting that the servant should come and stay and be the only one at the party in the house. So go back there until my house is filled. He said that my house may be filled. And for the servant to do that, he must employ number one, Biazo. Matthew 11. Are we there? Verse 11 to 12. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, among those that are born of women, there has not one reason one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Even the least person in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. <laughs> Hallelujah. We must die today and prepare them for the coming Messiah. That's the We need to get the most. The reason why they say they are going to be greater, the least in the kingdom, is the fact that those in the kingdom who win souls will be greater than those who never win souls, who never got anyone born again. John the Baptist did not get anyone born again. He only baptized the people as preparation for the coming of time. That's why Jesus said, Those who come after me, greater works. There is no greater miracle or greater way than to get a soul saved. That is the greater way. And that is what carries the greater crown and greater reward. And from the days of John the Baptist, from his days, until now, the scripture left it there like that, up to this evening. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Now the word taken by force is the word biazo. That means to use force. To seize by force. Amen. To seize it by force. To seize it by force. To seize by force. Like the 20th century New Testament puts it this way men using force have been seizing it. Men using force have been seizing it. They have been taking advantage of bringing people into the kingdom and seizing it. The Bible says also, the Williams translation says, men are seizing it as a precious price. That's verse. 
violated it by force. They seize it as a precious prize. They would have grabbed it, they are holding on to it by force. Amen. By force. The good speed translation says men have been taking the kingdom of heaven by storm. And the Weymouth translation says the kingdom of God has been enduring violent assault. <laughs> Amen. That word, take it by force, is the word he has. You must take people into the kingdom by force. This guy, I'm sure you have gone into the community. And just like some of the videos we see of some Nigerian brothers going for simple by force, you must be born again by force. That's what the guy will be. I don't want to come to the party. You are coming. God has prepared a supper for you. You must come. You are eating the wrong thing. The devil has deceived you to think this one is life. But what you have is not life. First John 5 11. He says, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that had the son has life. He that had not the son had not life. Why? God has given to us eternal life. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. The word eternal life or life there is the word so Z-O-E. So. And that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. If I can stand on this scripture and preach, one day I stood on this scripture and preached in front of a nightclub. This life is in his son, it's not in a bottle of beer. That was an unaccountable style of preaching. Shamelessly, fearlessly standing there. I can't pass a question. I was in front of Makumba, you know, Makumba Nightclub. Some people will be like, I can't believe it. God has given to us eternal life. This life is in his son. It's not in cocaine. It's not in sexual sins. This life, so we are enjoying life. Which one? This life is in his son. Hallelujah. The next verse, verse 12, it says, He that had the son has life. Have you seen it? The one who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. And this is serious. That's what we must send out. We must send out there. This is the message. God has given us eternal life. So the party you are having, what you are eating is not life. This is the life, and you must come to the life. And you must do so shamelessly. I just I pray that you understand the mission of the servant. When you go back, try and put yourself in the shoes of that servant. That's exactly the voice of the master saying to us: go back there, go back to the streets. Go back and compel them. In other words, he has them by force into the kingdom. The next approach in the invitation is through invitation. And the invitation is a Yaso style invitation. And the second one is a media invitation. A media. A and A. I 
and then this, the, the one inside, he wouldn't have gotten apart because of his friend. And also, the Bible says, I said to you, though he will not rise and give it to him, because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence. Actually, so the root word there, translated persistence, is actually supposed to be shameless persistence. That's how. So when you read the Greek, you see that persistence in which all the James is importunity. Is actually shameless persistence. He was shamelessly knocking, allowed, disturbed the whole family. Only for them. He said he will arise because the family was shamelessly persistent. Even that is inside, he will arise and give him as many as he needs. May we have the attitude of shameless persistence. Jesus said, sometimes it's true, it's, it's a very, sometimes it's, it looks shameful to go out there and stand there and especially when you give the wire out and someone just rejects it. If you like, you don't have to be it goes with the devil. Yeah. A few, I think two weeks ago, one of my friends in Kumasi, we were talking on the phone and then I was, I think we were chatting. I said, I see that you are doing outreach. How did it go today? He said, man of God, it went powerfully well. I said, how well? He said, you know how it goes. He did the rules when you were You were insulted and rejected throughout for three hours. I said, it went well. The scripture says that, and they went home rejoicing that they have suffered reproach for the name of the Lord. And the next week, they are back there. That is the work. May you have that mindset. Everybody is not going to listen to you. Remember, the man sent his servant to when some people rejected. So when we go, the master has sent us, we must still go. When we are rejected, we must still go and, and stop talking to the other people and go to another people and bring them in and continue to do so. The vision is that, that thy house will be full. My house will be full. So shameless persistence. Amen. Hallelujah. So through invitations, in Jesus' name, let's look at some, two, some few scriptures on invitation. First of all, Jesus was a great person who likes to invite people. He's made friends, be friendly, smile, you sit on the bus, smile with someone, say hello, and start talking to the person about Christ. There's no law that forbids us. Remember, you are a servant. He says, go to the highway. Go to the highway. Highways are called buses. Trains, public transport, all of that. Make connection. Get to the market. Talk to someone. Let us Allies with some agency in our spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 40 to 43. John the Baptist was talking about Jesus. And he said that this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John was talking. And the Bible says one of the two people who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon, it was Simon Peter's brother. He followed Jesus. He heard John talking about him and he followed. He started following Jesus. Then, verse 41, he first found his own mother. It was accidental. He went to search for him. Then he found him. He found it. He found him. He found his own mother. People, let's start with our homes. Let's start with our cousins. Let's start with our friends. People, people are dying every day. 
not just an apostle who has eternal life, but then he could even alter two books. Who ever thought Peter would write books? The man who learned how to speak. It was public knowledge. The last time they went to the Lord and before the they said, These people are not learned men. They made their writing books. John was writing books. He wrote five books. I'm an author. It's not easy to write one chapter. Sometimes that's why I put it. The most difficult part is to arrange them. The chapter arrangement is what can consume six months of your life. Because you are writing something that if people move from one chapter, they should be able to flow into the next, and it must make sense and move to the next. So here we have Peter. People, there are people out there whose destiny will be transformed when you get to Christ. You are a product of an invitation. Don't stop inviting people. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. 
actually in the classroom. So I started speaking with people. Those who are talking, they are family. Nobody goes to secondary school. Nobody has been to secondary school. Most of them they are family. Today they are coming to university. Church, there are some Peters and Nathaniels out there. Let's go look at them. Glory to Jesus. And so, may God help us as we look through this picture and see the same invitation was put to Zacchaeus. Every movement in the Bible, we see that there has been invitations. May we be such minded. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. I want you to begin to pray. Pray right now. Pray in the next two minutes. Pray for yourself. When you stand, you want our church to grow. You want our church to grow. Like, it is possible that on Wednesday is this hopeless, that on Wednesday is this hopeless, that on Wednesday is this hopeless, that on this has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 447376355621 on the web www.christchurches.org, Facebook Christ Church International, Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.